1: Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a grown man who's afraid of the rain to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host Jim.
0: And I'm your other host Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. The logical fallacy we're looking at this week is post hoc ergo propter hoc, also known as butterfly logic, confusing correlation and causation and false cause.
1: Yeah so I'm actually going to take a break from explaining the logical fallacy because we right. have special guest to explain oh, okay. this week who is our greatest living president.
0: Aha. USA Today asks you why you don't spend more time campaigning in Texas and you say it's because you don't look good in funny hats. It was big hats.
1: What difference does it make? It makes a difference. The point is we got whomped
0: in Texas. We got whomped in Texas twice.
1: We got whomped in the primary and we got whomped in November. I think I was there. And it was avoidable.
0: Sir, CJ, on your tombstone, it's going to read "Post hoc ergo propter hoc." Okay, but none of my visitors are going to be able to understand my tombstone. Twenty-seven lawyers in the room. Anybody know "Post hoc ergo propter hoc"? Josh. Uh, uh, post after after hoc, ergo therefore, after hoc therefore something else hoc. Thank you. Next. Well, if I got more credit on the 443, thing. Leo. After it, therefore, because of it. After it, therefore, because of it. It means. One thing follows the other, therefore, it was caused by the other. But it's not always true. In fact, it's hardly ever true. We did not lose Texas
1: because of the hat joke. Do you know when we lost Texas? When you learned to speak Latin. Go figure. <laughs> so, there he is. <laughs> as, uh, as Jed Bartlett helpfully explains there, post hoc ergo propter hoc means. Um, after it therefore because of it and it is about confusing correlation with causation it's about thinking that just because something happens and then another thing happens then the second thing was caused by the first thing
0: okay yep.
1: and as you said it's it's often not true so right uh, but but it's you can see why people would make that mistake and it's also quite easy to fool people by pointing out the juxtaposition of these two things and implying a link, even if you're not directly stating that one follows the other. So in our first example from Trump, he tweeted uh, in January of this year. He said, Since taking office, I have been very strict on commercial aviation. Good news, it was just reported that there were zero deaths in 2017, the best and safest year on record.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, all down to him. So
1: Trump is yeah. Trump is taking credit for the lack of planes crashing. <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um it's it's especially amazing given that, that the increase in safety over the last couple of decades in air travel has has been largely due to increased regulation, which is what Trump is against. Yeah. Republicans are yeah. yeah. <laughs> against. Because it costs companies money and and it is because of the investment and the regulation that that the airline industry has undergone that is why the last fatal crash of a u.s passenger plane was in 2009 and and there have been very few plane crashes compared to to going back in history you know it used to happen a lot more than it happens now also he didn't actually really do anything that would improve safety on airlines at all the only things he did that had anything to do with air traffic or airline industry were were to ban laptops for travellers from the Middle East, uh, right. which was quickly rescinded. They didn't they didn't keep that around for long. Um, he proposed turning air traffic control into a for-profit industry, which didn't ever <coughs> yep. even get through the House. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't appoint a new FAA administrator um, or a nominee for the vacant seat on the National Transport Safety Board. Um, when those okay. came up. So, okay. unlikely that he had much of a positive effect no, on air safety. No, no, given that those latter two
0: were probably very key to the continuing and safety and the improvement of the safety.
1: Yeah, he kind, it kind of casts probably himself. probably would have, yeah, they probably in the right would have helped. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of casts himself as Superman and he single handedly has kept all the airplanes safely aloft.
1: You know, it's, yeah, it's all because been, he's been very strict yeah. in some unknown way yeah. on commercial aviation.
0: Yeah. I oh, know, it is odd, isn't it? It's cause that because the whole thing, it, it tends to be a sort of general embracing of the, the direction of things, saying, oh, yeah, well, because of all these things happening in the world, because they've happened after I took office, therefore
1: I'm responsible for yeah. it. Absolutely. In a very broad sense, mm. it's, it's true of all of the stuff that he talks about, the economy and unemployment figures and things like that, because those, the economy was on an upward trajectory during the, the last few years of Obama's presidency. And employ, unemployment was on a downward trajectory, again, through, from right from like 2010 yep. through to, to 2016. And they have continued largely on the trajectories that they were on. They haven't changed. They haven't got more impressive or better. They've just kept going in the direction they were going. Yeah. And, of course, because that continuation has happened since Trump came into office, he says, well, it's because of me. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the suggestion that, that it wouldn't have continued if it mm. wasn't there is is kind of nonsense. Yeah. And
0: it's, it's, it's like... It,
1: there's no evidence for
0: it, at least. It makes me think of um, all things bright and beautiful, um that's the song you know all things bright and beautiful all creatures great and small and it's all all at, uh, laid at the hands of of the supreme being so this is what which mm. kind of neatly glosses over there was a Monty Python version of it called all things dull and ugly because if he's responsible for everything he's responsible for the horrific squirting pustular things as well and in, yeah, in the same way you could kind of say to Trump, okay, if you've been responsible for everything that's happened since you took office, what about the increasing unemployment amongst your blue-collar workers? Uh, yeah. What about the, uh, the, the, the factory closures yeah. due to the
1: tariffs? And, and he's
0: only going to put himself as the cause of good things because yeah. you
1: know. But he is happy to. to- make a link between bad things and the president who is currently in office, so long as it's not him. Mm -hmm. So when he came in, Mm -hmm. he said this about what happened under Obama.
0: We have to bring back law and order in a place like Chicago, where thousands of people have been killed, thousands over the last number of years. In fact, almost 4,000 have been killed since Barack Obama became president. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's very neatly done, isn't it? (laughs)
1: By choosing the time frame uh, yeah. that started when Obama became president yeah. and saying, well, this is how many people have died since then, yeah. he is kind of implicitly blaming Obama for the yeah. um, crime spree. He didn't actually say it was Obama's fault. No. Uh, it, it is sometimes difficult to follow a Trump sentence through to a conclusion. <laughs> but, um, but he does, he does heavily imply it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the blame is implied, definitely. And the thing is, what he would actually have noticed if he'd looked at the figures, yeah. of, I mean, if he cared. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. Is that, that when Obama took office, mm. what happened was actually a dramatic reduction in gun deaths in Chicago. Ah, so it's all very well just ah, to say the raw I mean, figures, but taking them out of context yeah, like that, yeah. which can be called cherry picking, which we'll talk about in another go. episode, yeah. it doesn't give you the full picture. In Bill Clinton's presidency, for example, there were an average of 769 gun deaths in Chicago per year. Um, in Bush's, there were 533, and in Obama's, uh, 461. So the lowest of those those years. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't make that same mistake and say it was because of Obama because it was part of a trend. Like the empl- unemployment figures and like the economy, the downward trend in violent crimes basically has has continued nationwide since like 1992, which was the, the most violent year on, on record, according to the FBI crime figures. And since, and since the, the rise in social media mm-hmm. and video games and things that people like to blame violent yeah. crime on, yeah. violent crime has repeatedly fallen year on year. And the trend continues. As much as they'd like to say, or, you know, Chicago is a like a war zone and, and yeah. it's all, yeah. everything has gone to hell, actually... Yeah. America's a lot safer than it was
0: yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. There's also been, you know, 17,000 births, but he doesn't attribute that yeah. to Obama. <laughs> That's right.
1: Or, or... I mean, that would, be, that would be excessive to attribute all of them to a
0: barber. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But he's, so he's somewhat careful to do that. I wouldn't put it past him <laughs> to actually do that at some stage <laughs> in the future. Yeah. And... Now is the time, I think, for Marx-British Politics Corner. And I would like to welcome back to the show Boris Johnson. We've missed him so, like like a hole in the head. Um, but, and on the same theme of uh, encompassing kind of global trends or encompassing a wide range of things that are going on uh, and uh, embracing that and calling it as a result of the stuff I've been doing. Boris is very good at that too. When he was the London mayor in uh, 2012... Um, he said this about the legacy of the 2012 Olympics. So you've got all the regeneration benefits oh, uh, flowing yeah, into I East London, plus the start. enormous uh, legacy uh, uh, benefits we're seeing in terms of investment around the city, so. Croydon, you know, Battersea, 2012 2012 Crystal Palace, really all over the place. You're seeing money starting to uh, to come in, and that is because of the Olympics. So Boris is uh, claiming that all of the, uh, in fact, in another report, he he referred to them as schemes that have been blocked for decades, are now going ahead. Um, So he talked about Croydon, which is in the south of London, almost in the suburbs of South London, nowhere near Stratford in East London, which is where the Olympic Park was built, um, and the Westfield Shopping Centre was built next to the Olympic Park. But he attributes all of this spending and all of this investment uh, pouring into... These developments in London purely to the Olympics.
1: I yeah, it's really hard to claim that that any kind of regeneration in Croydon is due to due to the Olympics. I don't know where he's getting that from. Yeah, it's bizarre.
0: No, well, he's kind of he he's very good at. And in fact, he um, in the the another version of this interview, he said, "I'm not going to sit here and claim that everything is better as a result of the Olympics." And then, of course, he does. I said, I'm not going to claim that we're doing um, well in the cricket as a result of the Olympics and that London is just a jolly nice place to be, but I would try and do that. So he's fully aware that um, of the post hoc ergo propter hoc thing. And in fact, in a speech that he made in February this year, he was berating the ongoing Brexit shenanigans which is still shenaniganing right up to today. Uh, And at that time, he said that the EU are guilty of post hoc ergo proctor hoc because the EU say that everything in Britain to do with culture and the city and uh, services and all of that burgeoning progress is as a result of us belonging to the European Union. And he's trying to debunk that, and he's very adept at doing exactly that because he knows exactly what it is. Because it's one of his favourite Latin phrases. Because he... he does, to be fair, have
1: quite a few favourite Latin phrases. Yes, he does.
0: He... Yeah, yeah, and a few made up <laughs> made up Greek ones as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other example that that I would uh, posit of this being used is in the argument that because of immigration. There aren't many jobs. And this is from Paul Nuttall, who was then a uh, member of UKIP. Um, and he says this. And I think it's economic madness for our own government to allow this to happen, to allow us to have open borders when 22% of our kids can't get jobs. It doesn't make any economic sense at all. So he's trying, I think he's trying to make the causal connection between um, open borders. And basically, it's freedom of movement. One of the uh, the pillars of belonging to the European Union was that you would have uh, access to free trade, but in return, you would have to have uh, you'd have to allow free movement across borders for uh, people inside the European Union. And Paul Nuttall, who's famously anti-immigrant, making the link between freedom of movement and open borders. When twenty-two percent of our kids can't get jobs, so he's he's saying whether well, this is preventing people from getting jobs because we've got lots of immigrants and open borders. Therefore, kids can't get jobs. So. Uh, the weird thing
1: is, one of the great things about yeah. having open borders in yeah. in the EU is that our twenty two percent of kids who can't get jobs can go and get jobs elsewhere. Yeah, in in other countries, exactly. easily. They don't exactly. have to kind of apply for work visas and things like that in the same way as they would if they were going to Australia or the US. There are jobs elsewhere. There are jobs available, and and just like other people are coming and doing jobs here, we can do the same thing. If we shut down the borders, then we are we are limiting. Both sides of that, yes, exactly. Not just one side of it. We're not just stopping foreigners coming and getting our jobs.
0: No, there aren't. Like, it's not a limited set of jobs. In fact, what he's doing is just just saying that the the only cause um, of well, pretty much the only cause of our kids not able to get jobs is because these people are coming over here and getting them. He doesn't talk about the fact that there are fewer and fewer jobs, or that the uh, traditional industries where the where he's he's from Liverpool. So the traditional industries in the north of England, which were manufacturing industries, have been run down and and not invested in over successive governments. So consequently, there are fewer of those kind of jobs available. Um, so he but he glosses over that and it, because it suits him to back up his claim. Um, purely on the basis that it's, it's immigration. So we should shut down the borders and prevent our kids who've got no jobs from going somewhere to find a job. There you go. Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue there. With, uh, it's
1: a long one, that was one, not it? Yeah.
0: So, so one of yeah, the, yeah one, of the, one of when Kylie was being, uh, being all indie and uh, yeah. Nick Cave with one of his murderous songs. Right
1: there. <laughs> Good. So yeah. in the Fallacy in the Wild, we like to talk about the Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. Um, and we have a clip from uh, one of our favourite places to go, for examples here.
0: Look, Rich, my parents bought this fridge just after I was born. Okay? Now, I have never had a problem with it. Then you show up and it breaks. What does that tell you? That refrigerators don't live as long as people?
1: (laughs) So, it's a great episode with Joey's fridge, because he tries to blame everyone for breaking it and tries to get everyone else to pay for it. But, um, yeah, he is... He he doesn't believe this in this sense. No. That, that it's because Rachel showed up. Then suddenly his fridge breaks, so yeah. she must have broken it. But yeah. it's just one of the things that he's trying to trying to convince people of. But that yeah, that's the exactly post hoc okay, ergo propter yeah. hoc. It's it's um, the fridge was fine for for like thirty years, yeah. and then you <laughs> and show then, up, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah, Rachel came <laughs> along, and now it's broken. So yeah. you know.
0: But I quite like that. Yeah. "What uh, what does that tell you?" And, I, and then she actually in a way quite effectively counters him (laughs) by just saying is it that fridges don't live as long as people?
1: Yeah, so there are ways to point out that. Actually, maybe there's another reason that these things are happening. Um, And so uh, we have another example uh, from Sesame Street.
0: Ernie, why is that banana still in your ear? Listen, Bert, I use this banana to keep the alligators away. Alligators? Ernie, there are no alligators on Sesame Street. Right doing a good job, isn't
1: it,
0: Bert? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That, that reminds me, my dad would would do that when I was asking him about somewhere we were on holiday and they had, so it must have been on the south coast, and they had those kind of lumps of concrete which were uh, tank traps to, to stop tanks trundling up the beach and into the street. And I would say, what are those? And he said, oh, they're... they're Elephant stops? I said, what what do you mean elephant stops? There are no elephants here. He said, yeah, they're doing a good job, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a bit of a classic. Yeah, I was 23 at the time.
1: Yeah, no. We are, as a species, as we've discussed before, very good at finding patterns. We're good at making links, and and, um, sometimes those links are false ones. And ascribing meaning to it, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's where superstition comes from. Um, and this mm. is episode thirteen, so it's very uh-huh. uh, it's a perfect <laughs> perfect time to be yeah. talking about this. And yeah, it is where people build up these superstitions because they break a mirror and then something bad happens to them, and they think, oh, yeah. well, you know, it's because of it's because of the mirror, it's because yeah. I broke that mirror, yeah. or it's because I walked under the ladder, or it's you know, that yeah. that's why we have those beliefs. And there was a psychologist called B.F. Skinner who um, did an experiment with pigeons. He he did. Lots of experiments, and he had a, a Skinner box, which sounds more <laughs> elaborate than it probably was—just right. a box. Sounds so a bit more um,
0: frightening than it. <laughs> than it <is. laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. He used the box uh, on various organisms, various animals, to basically remove any other things that might influence um, okay. yeah. Any stimulus, yeah, so that he could introduce a stimulus, and it would be the only one. Right, and he put pigeons in his boxes, mm-hmm. and he he fed them. But what he did was he fed them at just completely random times. So he would put some seed in, into the kind of a slot in the box, but he would be watching what the pigeons were doing. And what happened pretty quickly was that the pigeons' movements and, and activity stopped being random. Right. Um, when he started putting food in the box, the pigeons, it seems at least, would be trying to look for what had caused the food to come into the box. And would start trying to do the thing that they were doing just before the food came in, so they could try and get more food. Yeah. Apparently, seventy-five percent of the pigeons engaged in this kind of behaviour mm-hmm. of of doing, you know, standing on one foot or turning round clockwise or whatever it was that they had been doing before the food came in, because right. they were looking for a pattern. They were looking for a reason, and they didn't just assume that it was it was random. Yeah. And yeah, that absolutely describes how we behave yeah. in in life in general and it's why people have kind of you know lucky underwear that they have yeah to yeah, their yeah team is playing football yeah yeah because they they were wearing it that one time when it yeah. when there was a big upset and and so that they ascribe it to that and
0: yeah and i guess in part of it is actually a, uh, a preparation i'm just thinking about having worked recently watching lots of musicians backstage ready to go on the little routines that they do where they kind of, you know, will will walk around in circles or stand still and look at the ceiling or something like that. And I asked them, you know, do you always do that? He said, yeah, this is what I do before I go on. Mm-hmm. I think it's because what they're doing is getting in the zone where mm-hmm. they will be able to best. So they're transitioning from being backstage to being on stage. So there's that moment that you've got to get into the zone and prepare yourself to perform so you but you can't kind of put that into words. So you, it just becomes about, oh, yeah, I need to touch my knees in a certain order or I need to drink out of this side of this particular cup. So it just becomes ascribed to that physical thing, like putting your socks on in a, in the right order, or wearing lucky underwear,
1: familiar ritualistic thing. Those ritualistic things, those those uh, superstitions. Do seem to be very common among people who perform in some mm. way. people either <clears throat> sportsmen very very common uh, or actors yep. um, uh, people who 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 do have that opportunity to prepare who who have something that they can do before they're actually involved in the activity that mm. matters mm. and then when they're doing the activity that matters it's all about the activity it's all about you know trying to do your best at that yeah. you don't have time for the the you know rituals then yeah but the rituals can happen beforehand and they can prepare yeah, like that. Sometimes, often, in fact, those two things—the the the thing we assume is a cause and the thing that we assume it caused—are completely unrelated. Mm. Uh, and you know, there are times when you can really see why you would think there would be a connection. But I strongly recommend everyone go to a site called Spurious Correlations mm-hmm. because. Yeah. There's a guy who has created lots of data sets of various different things of of kind of precipitation in various states and a uh, number of people who died falling down the stairs and number of films Nicolas Cage was in in a given year and the age of Miss America and stuff like that yeah and and graft them all and you can go through and you can find you can choose a variable and see what it correlates with and it's I think there's one people. People falling, dying, falling out of a wheelchair right. um, correlates very strongly with uh, the price of mayonnaise or something like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really ridiculous, but it, yeah. it really it points this out. It, it kind of shows you how these things and some of the correlations are quite. You know, you can look at the graph and it, yeah. it really looks like the two things are doing the same thing. Right, they're, like there must be some causal link between them or or third cause that causes them both, but. Obviously, they're not. They're, that, they're totally unrelated. Right. They just happen. When you look at so many different variables, there yeah. are just by coincidence going yeah. to be things that, that follow the same path.
0: And so I'm, just looking, I'm just looking at one of them now, and it's the Japanese passenger cars sold in the US correlates with suicide by crashing of motor vehicle. <laughs> Almost exactly. Which, and you look okay. at it, and the, and the reason that one came to mind, I was thinking that's the kind of thing Trump would use he would yeah. he would you know, look at that and he'd go and he would make the join he he because he's not got the the sense to be able to to not make the join we should increase the tariffs on importing cars yeah absolutely cars in order to reduce the number of suicides he would just do that
1: it just makes sense
0: yeah so we're going to we're going to play fake news folks i love the game it's a great game i understand the game as well as anybody as well as anybody.
1: Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news.
0: Or fail to,
1: yeah. Well, you're currently at 18%. Yeah, well,
0: that's good. So ever since we've not, started this... That's not terrible. So ever since we started this entire series, I've gone up to 18%. Yeah. There you go. That's a positive
1: growth over, the, over the period. Yeah, because you were at 0 when we started. Exactly. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I'm responsible right. for an 18% growth. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, and and you have the the opportunity if you get this right to go up to 25%. Yeah.
0: The so the value the exciting. value of where it is, the value of winnings may go up as well as down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the the theme this week is um, just really kind of what the fuck things that Trump has said <laughs> okay. just things you can't quite really understand yeah. even in context uh, yeah. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so number one okay. yep. is um, he, he's pointing at the press and he says right. even one of them recently said that President Trump made promises but he's kept many more promises I mean far more than I made think of it, it's true
0: uh, uh, okay <laughs>
1: Okay. Number two, talking about the Washington Post sources. Yeah. He said, frankly, I don't believe these people exist. Some of them might exist, and if they do, that's okay. But the ones that don't, they don't give their names. (laughs) Or is it number three, which was about uh, getting rid of borders, like Democrats wanting to have completely open borders? He said... Oh, that's great. That's what we want. Let those people pour right in, folks. Let them come enjoy you on your front lawn. <laughs> well, you're right. You just want to go... He actually said two of these things. <laughs>
0: you just want to go, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, well, I think the... I love that first one. He's kept... Well, think of it. It's true. It's true, he's saying. It's true that I've made... I've kept more promises than I've made. So it starts with. So you, what is the? What is he doing? Think of it. It's true. Well, it, well, if you think of it, it can't possibly be true. Except I think, yeah, I think he did say that. I think that one is true. Okay. So number two, frankly, I don't believe these people exist. Some of them might exist, and if they do, that's okay. But the ones that don't, they do give the names. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's. Not quite, that's variation on Rumsfeld's unknown unknowns, isn't it? Uh, Okay. Okay, that's great. That's what we want. Let those people pour right in, folks. Let them come enjoy you on your (laughs) phone. What? Okay. Right. I think they're all just as preposterous as each other. So, uh I really want him to have said number one. Uh, Okay, I think number three... uh, um, Okay, I think number two you made up.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you think number one is real? I do. You think he really said that? Uh, Number one is real. Oh, my God.
0: Even one of them recently said... That President Trump made promises, but he's kept many more promises. I mean far more than I made. Think of it. It's true. What it's what? I mean what? So is he is he, <laughs> is he doing that because he's having a go at the press for being wrong? It's saying, you know, no, this is this is no, how un
1: What the he's hell the even the haters and losers Just agree say, that they uh, okay. have more promises than I made. That's what he's saying. It's but like, think of it. Yeah. It's true. What? I mean, far more than I made. (laughs) Don't think of it, though. Don't think too hard. No, you can't, because it's just... The fact that... What? No. Okay. (laughs) So you also think number three is real? I do, I do. And number three is... Yep, Real.
0: Oh, that's great. That's what we want. Let those people pour right in, folks. Let them come enjoy you on your front lawn. What? What? (laughs) So is he saying that in answer to somebody? No. Because there's a big booing crowd
1: going (laughs) on. No, he was talking, he was making up stuff about Andrew Gillum, the Florida governor candidate, and saying that he has signed a Democrat bill that allows for completely open borders, which okay. is obviously nonsense. He hasn't yeah. done that. But yeah. he's basically saying Gillum is, is in favour of totally open borders, and if that happens, then people yeah. will come and enjoy you on your front door. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't have one? Yeah. <laughs> Let them pour right in. Even if you're not a particularly enjoyable person? No, it's <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, yeah. So, what? it's just, oh, no, it's just appalling nonsense isn't it that means that
1: means i've won that you have won hey all righty so so you are now officially up to 25 percent. wow congratulations
0: thank you very much and great i do. yeah i do like the middle one that's very good the ones because it's just perfectly right i mean in this kind of crazy out of context nonsense Mm -hmm. you can write anything and you did and it was perfectly
1: feasible that he could have said that it's actually pretty hard to come up with something as insane i know as some of the stuff that he says so so podcast listeners i need your help for that i need your help to fool mark if you think you can make up a convincing fake trump quote then share this episode on twitter include your quote and the hashtag fallacious trump i'll pick the best one and you'll be podcast famous <laughs> So it's time for the part of the episode that this week at least is called Incompetence is <laughs> Not a Logical Fallacy because oh, this is the yeah. part of the show where we want to talk about all of the crazy stuff that happens in the White House and around Trump but we have to pick one story and this week, as promised last yeah. time, yeah. it is the Jacob yes. Wohl, Jack Berkman um, so attempt to smear Robert Mueller.
0: yeah. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Yeah, a temp- I think that's. Yeah, I think that kind of ascribes it much more importance than than uh, than, it, than it warrants. Yeah,
1: what the hell? It was. It was an amazing, impressive thing. It started in the middle of October when yeah. um, journalists started getting uh, emails from a, a woman called Lorraine Parsons, who claimed that she had been approached. Had been phoned up, in fact, by someone who was working for Jack Berkman, who's a, a DC lobbyist, a, a kind of very much pro-Trump lobbyist, and and had been offered money to uh, claim that Mueller had had assaulted her. She said in the letter, in the email, that uh, she worked at a law firm where Mueller worked in the seventies. She had got texts and, and emails from this person, and that, that they had got her to download and. A particular app so that they could speak to her confidentially and then offered her money and said that they would pay off her her credit card debt of about $34,000 and also pay her $20,000 on top of that to, to make these claims. Right. Now, this is a bit weird because the law firm that she mentioned said that they'd never had anyone called Lorraine working during that period. Oh. And journalists attempts to track this person down resulted in basically no one being able to and and several journalists decided that probably she doesn't exist and weren't sure exactly what was going on with this Uh it's Uh it is quite strange (laughs) it's possible that this is a real person and she used a fake name when she was emailing journalists that is possible and and that would obviously make it harder to identify her and i the fbi may end up being able to do that if she does exist at all. One thing that did happen though is the the Krasenstein brothers who run Hill Reporter got involved in this and they uh, contacted Jack Berkman and they had a uh, a call from the person who had supposedly been calling Lorraine Parsons from the same number that she had given them to say uh, basically back off stop investigating this you're in over your head Oh right they then yeah so it seems like maybe it's not nothing that um and they also got a, a contact from a person who claimed he worked for Surefire intelligence uh, right. which is an intelligence firm as far as they were concerned at the time who was also saying basically you need to stop this you're in over your head Right. So that was the first mention of Surefire Intelligence in this right. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a, a woman called Jennifer Taub, who actually does exist, she's a, a Vermont law professor, mm-hmm. she also approached the FBI with information that uh, she had been approached by a company called Surefire Intelligence and offered money to suggest that Robert Miller had ah. uh, harassed her, her or assaulted her in some way. Yeah. Um, thing about her is she's actually never met Robert Mueller. <laughs> she has appeared on CNN, I think, talking about the Mueller investigation because she's right. a law professor, yep. but but she has, hasn't has actually had any contact with him. But again, surefire intelligence came up in the communications that, that she had had. So at that point, it seemed like maybe someone was trying to find someone who would say something about Mueller, and that was referred to the FBI for investigation, right. because that's what you do when someone yeah. makes an accusation like that yeah. to fail you. 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 Yeah. Uh, especially, and you know, when you are high up in, in that kind in of... In the area, FBI. You, yeah. don't, you don't just go, um, no, I didn't do it, and I don't want the FBI looking into it. You say, yeah, yeah FBI, look <laughs> yeah. into it. Look into this. Investigate yeah. it. <laughs> I've got yeah. nothing to hide.
0: Yeah. So, exactly.
1: that's what Mueller did. Um, yeah. Now, on October 29th, a pro-Trump Twitter troll, I guess, called Jacob Wool. Mm-hmm. He sent a tweet that he had had several media sources tell him that okay. a scandalous story about Mueller would be breaking the following day. That's
0: a very Trump phrase, isn't it? Yes. You know, many people have um, said, yeah,
1: yeah. Should be interesting, he said. Right. Um, suggesting, obviously, that it's nothing to do with him, He's he's saying yeah this is the media sources are telling me this is going to happen. The uh, the following day, Jack Berkman, the lobbyist, tweeted some sad news. On Thursday, November first, at the Roslyn Holiday Inn at noon, we will reveal the first of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's sex assault victims. I applaud the courage and dignity and grace and strength of my client. Right. So he is he's claiming that he has someone who's going to come forward and accuse Mueller of sexual assault.
0: On that on that date, okay. yes, right
1: on, yeah, yeah, on the first yeah. of November. So yeah,
0: right
1: in person, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And soon right. after that, right wing website Gateway pundit posted an article, and in fact a document that laid out the accusation against Muller. Mm-hmm. heavily redacted, but still with a lot of details in it. Right. Now Jacob Wall, the guy who said media sources tell me there's going to be a breaking story. He, yeah. he writes for Gateway Pundit, or he used to. <laughs> um, oh, right, and, yeah. And so people started asking him questions about yeah. – because that apparently they don't always put bylines on their stories, so it right. wasn't clear that it was definitely him. But since he had been the first to say this was coming out, people started contacting him and seeing if he had any connection to it. Yeah. Um, the, the document appeared to be from Surefire Intelligence – Right. Which the name having come up a couple Haven't of times. Having come up again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so journalists as they do started looking into it. And this is where it gets just brilliant. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Surefire Intelligence has a website and to that extent is real. But right. in no other way is real. <laughs> because yeah. they have um a non existent DC address. It just there. It's a suite in a building. The suite doesn't exist. Oh, um, <laughs> oh right. They, the domain of the website is registered to Jacob Wall. Um, oh, right. <laughs> he claimed to okay. NBC and Daily Beast that he had no connection to Surefire Intelligence. He knew nothing about it. As far as he was concerned, Jack Berkman had hired them to vet the accuser's story. Okay. And that was all he knew about it. He didn't. He'd never heard of them other, other than that. Never um, heard of Surefire. Right. Never heard Despite of Surefire. No.
0: Owning the the.
1: Yeah, he domain the domain name. was right. registered in his to his email address. Okay. Um, it turned out the phone number on the website yeah. went to a voicemail, which right. which referred people to another phone number, which yeah. was Jacob Wall's mum's phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no jacob's not here at the moment can i take a message for him or anything so, to do with surefire yeah
1: yeah yeah he's 20 right. by the way i haven't i don't know if I mentioned oh, okay. it. he's quite right. young so right. i don't know if he still yeah. lives with his mum so when people started trying to call surefire they actually got with Jacob Bull's mum who's <laughs> not happy apparently um no.
0: he's left his laundry and he's still got things in the loft
1: surefire has a linkedin page and they had a number of employees as as large investigative companies would do yeah international employees actually investigators and financial consultants and people like that all over the world weird thing is um, the ceo is a guy called matthew cohen and okay. uh, his image on LinkedIn was of a kind of a silhouette, a dark person in front of a bright window. But when you lighten that image up a bit, yeah. it's identical to pictures of Jacob Wall. How bizarre. Which is very strange.
0: So it's him.
1: Using a fake name. Using
0: a fake name. As running the, the company. Right, okay. Which he said he doesn't know anything about.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. The thing, the thing <laughs> is, the other employees okay. on LinkedIn... <laughs> Yep. It seems just like Jacob Wall doesn't know that you can do a, a who is search and find out who runs a, a website. <laughs> yeah. He also apparently has never heard of Google reverse image search. OK. Because the other employees of the company were famous people, mostly. Oh, no. Oh, Not no. even. Some of them were stock photo models. OK. But, but there was... Uh, the Israeli supermodel Bar Raffaele who used to go out with Leonardo DiCaprio she's she's one of right. the investigators apparently um, Sigourney Weaver's husband okay. the head of the financial group in Zurich is actor Christoph Waltz
0: Oh wow from so *Inglorious
1: Bastards Is and, that um, when
0: he when he's not busy he does that
1: apparently. as well or... yeah. although he's, oh, okay. he's under the name Simon Frick on the
0: Ah right well on the LinkedIn obviously page. obviously for tax reasons
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean just do a Basic thing on look on Twitter for a picture of someone, any random yeah. person who's yeah. like has no followers and no one's going to be able to say who they but, are. But, but Christopher King it- Waltz, <laughs> Waltz. He's, he was in Django Unchained and like exactly, yeah. blow Even
0: if you did take a picture of somebody from Twitter, yeah. it's on the internet. Oh, it's so, still absolutely, so it would, it would be found. You'd have to take a picture of your friend. If,
1: yeah, whoever who I mean, that would be fine. Account. Do that, but it like took, your mum. It took no time at all, basically, no. to to find that Surefire Intelligence was was just a nonsense company. <laughs> it, it was incorporated in Delaware during yeah. October, so <laughs> like three weeks before this whole thing okay. broke. But all credit to to Jack Burtman and Jacob Wall. They okay. <laughs> they knew this had happened. They knew that everyone had found out how ridiculous yeah. this was it yeah. was all over the internet and yet still on the 1st it's, of november they turned oh, up
0: so this was before the, the, press in conference. In no for the press conference no way oh my press god yeah they okay. still with they, the person they, that they got they were gonna
1: in their the hotel room and they they yep. put on their their clothes and went to yep. the went to the press yep. conference jack burton yep. didn't do up his fly unfortunately but <laughs> um but okay. they mostly they're yeah, they mostly yeah. dressed themselves and got to the press conference and yeah. and stood up and and still carried on with the whole charade. So okay, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Berkman has wow. a history with press <clears throat> conferences. He claimed right. previously that he had evidence that that Seth Rich, the Democratic staffer who was murdered, was killed by the clintons basically or by by someone related to the clintons and and right. he uh, he claimed that he had someone who would come forward like a kind of uh, an informant right. who would say what evidence they had they yeah. didn't show up to the press oh. conference when he oh. had it um and that wasn't the first time that had happened and the accuser in this yeah. case also didn't show up to the press Uh-oh. conference
0: was was there any reason for
1: that? They claimed that she had uh, landed in D.C. and then yeah. freaked out. She'd had death threats, apparently. She was worried for her life and got onto another plane because you can do yeah. that at airports. You can just, it's like <laughs> yeah. a bus station. You can yeah, just yeah. jump on a plane and, and went somewhere else. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, like you um, can in the movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but although she was afraid for her life and, and I don't quite know how she could have been having death threats because no one at this point knew who she was. But yeah. during the press conference, they gave her, her okay. name and the fact that she was <clears throat> yeah. a fashion designer in L.A. and right. her age and various other things that would make her very, very easy to, to track down. Trace. So yeah. weird that she couldn't appear but was yeah. perfectly happy to have all that information given out.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, perhaps people had left their threats with with Jacob Wall's mum. they just Maybe. You know, left, left yeah. a
1: message. her on the, on the voicemail. Her... Yeah,
0: Could yeah. So it was yeah. written on a, on a note on the fridge for when Jacob came in.
1: Signed your mum. <laughs> so yeah. So at the press conference, having previously claimed that um, the accuser was a client of Jack Berkman's and Surefire yeah. Intelligence had been up the hired by him to, yeah. to vet her story, um, yeah. they then said that actually she mm-hmm. had come to Surefire Intelligence uh, in February of that year. To uh, on an estate matter to have uh, a dishonest dishonest accountant uh, looked into, right? Um, like odd, s- really. And this, this,
0: yeah, given that this
1: company didn't exist at that.
0: This point, is eight months before it on. was even founded. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
1: the, yeah. one of the journalists did ask how she found Jacob Well, who was now admitting that he ran Surefire Intelligence. He said yep. that it was important that he maintained anonymity because the investigation was was in flux. It was important that until they held a press conference in front of lots of press, yeah, that nobody knew he was involved. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so because it would give the game away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So at that point, uh, the the journalist did ask him how Caroline Cass, who is the, right. the named woman, found them, and he said he thought it was probably on Craig's list or Angie's list, because that's how you look yeah, for a that, for an uh, investigator, yeah. isn't it? If or a lawyer or some kind of firm like that right. apparently they dealt with her other issue and that was all fine
0: yeah and
1: then september 15th she saw for the first time apparently robert right. miller on tv oh um, okay and right. and noticed that that was the guy who yeah. um who back in 2010 had had raped her um because right. she apparently she's not into politics no. She doesn't watch TV. She doesn't have a TV, so she okay. just never, she'd never seen him before.
0: Never seen it before. So um, the fact that she could find out the investigators on Craigslist mm. would mean that you're on the internet, <laughs> and the internet oh, being they don't what have it is,
1: information about Mueller on the internet. No.
0: Oh, no. okay. No, no, no. he's a complete. No, unknown. He's only on TV. Yeah. Ah. So right, if you don't watch TV.
1: You, I mean, how would yep. you know who? Yes. Yeah.
0: No, quite, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously she doesn't go to the movies either, otherwise she would have noticed that Christoph Waltz was the financial <laughs> controller. <laughs> no, fair So, enough. yeah, apparently.
1: Yeah. And, and on seeing Robert Miller, she went yeah. immediately straight back to uh, to Surefire Intelligence, which now had uh, both a company not, and a Not website. just the
0: greatest entry, yeah.
1: So Jacob Wall... In his vast investigative experience, decided mm-hmm. that he he would look into this for her. Yeah. He, he claimed that he was immediately sceptical and thought it would just be something that he would look into and dismiss within a few minutes because he has a policy of right. never believing women. Okay, um,
0: <laughs> okay. We, he
1: he said he's, that he's not
0: Trump's son, is he, or something? <laughs> he's not actually.
1: I think both of them would probably Trump. like that yeah. if they could move Eric aside and make a vacancy. I think they yeah. both. Be quite happy.
0: Yeah, I think Trump um, has only adopted Eric in order to, you know, get, move move the entire world's attention away from his real son, the <laughs> wall.
1: So, based on his policy of not believing women, he approached this very skeptically. But one thing apparently they didn't necessarily notice, um at least early enough to to change their story, was that yeah. when um she said that she was in New York City with Robert Mueller raping her. Muller was actually on doing jury duty in, in DC. Oh, oh, and okay. he was written about by the, by the Washington Post. They they had a story about how someone had spotted Robert Muller actually getting to the point of voir dire before he was dismissed from the jury. So the evidence that Berkman and Well presented that he was in New York was that he had taken part in a cyber conference that ran from August 2nd to August 5th. They claimed this happened... Right. On or around August second, which was when he was on he was doing jury duty, he did a speech on August fifth in New York, so arguably they could say that on or around August second includes that so so yeah, fair enough. He was in New York around that time that was public Av- available information before they made the accusation, so doesn't necessarily preclude the possibility that they may have said, well, he was. we have evidence he was in New York at that time. Yeah. Let's accuse yeah, yeah. him of something in New York <laughs> at that time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so having laid out all of this amazing evidence, uh, yeah. the journalists then started asking their questions, which, which involved which, things like... Which you would. Um, given the... Or 20... How can yeah. you explain your investigative experience?
0: Yeah, yeah, and oh, and didn't um, didn't Berkman kind of say he's a genius? And
1: he said you shouldn't be fooled by his age. He right. is a child prodigy who has yeah. eclipsed Mozart in his achievements. Wow! <laughs> so
0: okay, in
1: what in what regard? Yeah, that's right. If Mozart was around maybe today, he
0: would be. You're know, like, in awe he's of that. probably of the fact a better this driver guy. than
1: Mozart, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. He's better at registering websites than Mozart yeah. ever well, was.
1: Just marginally, though. Yeah. 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 True. Not, not yeah. a lot. Bertman also said that Well had an honorary Harvard law degree. Okay. Okay. And then, a, <laughs> and then a journalist said, explain how you got this honorary Harvard law degree. Yeah. And they both yeah. went, oh, it's just a figure of speech. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing I say, along with monkey yeah. this up. It's it's yeah. just something that you just kind of, you know,
0: exactly. just
1: talk about your honorary yeah. Harvard Law degree.
0: Is the problem, actually, that living on a, in a cyber world, living in the – do people say cyber world anymore? Living in, on the – On the information superhighway, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah on the information yeah. superhighway. <laughs> so um, living in that world and then – and they think that all we need to do is troll people – and they will buy into that, and we, we, all I need to do is put out a trolling tweet and I'll get 400,000 followers agreeing with me. So did they think, well, this is going to be easy, because in the real world it can't be as sophisticated as it is on Twitter. We will get away with this.
1: It seems like they saw the Kavanaugh hearings yeah, and thought, yeah. well, obviously that's a yeah. conspiracy, that, that has yeah, been yeah, yeah. made up, made so up. we can yeah. do that. That's easy.
0: Yeah, what um, we need to do because I'm a just, genius yeah. when it comes yeah. to making you know websites better at, and and all better that. At better at than Mozart. grabbing pictures
1: from LinkedIn than Mozart. Yeah, so, the
0: Mozart ever was. Yeah. yeah, he was rubbish at it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the best question, however, came right towards yeah. the end of the press conference, right. which was, "Are you two prepared for federal prison?" <laughs> 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 to which they uh, said, yeah. "No, we're not." <laughs> Well
0: wow. So, wow, what
1: the hell did they The the world that these people live in, most of yeah. the people that they're talking to don't ever check anything. Yeah, So yeah, you yeah. kinda get used yeah. to that. And yeah. and you 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 know, start to embellish a bit and people just yeah. accept it and go, Oh yeah, fair enough. And
0: then build and, on it and build yeah, on it. Then, yeah, exactly.
1: And then when you are suddenly confronted with people who actually, you know, phone the number on your website or, or yeah. looked up at all. It's quite heartening in a way that this translation from the the the
0: online echo chamber into real life, it just stops. It yes. just pulls the rug out from under. Well, that's that. the that's thing is, really the, is quite that heartening. all
1: of the people who are claiming that uh, you know the Kavanaugh thing, that Christine Ford uh, was a conspiracy was was set up. This is what a setup looks like. This is what it yeah. looks like when people try to make something up. Yeah. It looks yeah, exactly. stupid. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not real. And people make mistakes and, and and you know yeah. the, the, the kinds of people who think they can get away with something like this are just yeah. idiots. Yeah. So yeah. so this is what it looks like when someone is conspiring to try and smear someone. I find it very uplifting
0: that when you take more trolls into the real world, they just wither in the light. Yeah. in the in the face of people that don't go to twitter as their news feed that don't go to trump for the the final word on everything
1: it is a mystery what they were expecting when they showed up yeah. at the press conference
0: yeah uh, well, so what's the what's the latest on them are they banged up in jail
1: as far as we know the fbi are looking into it they have they have right. not said anything further they promised as they were leaving that they would would produce the accuser uh, for for another press conference at a later date but nothing further
0: okay at at the moment yeah so that press conference may be behind bars yeah Yeah. what the hell that's so good isn't it meanwhile it's an abject lesson in you know not taking on the adults of the world guys (sighs) so finally some things we really don't have time to talk about
1: there was an election recently don't know if you caught that Um, Despite Trump's claim that the result was very close to complete victory for the GOP, in fact, the Democrats had their best midterms since Watergate, picking up at least 34 House seats and flipping at least seven governor's mansions to blue.
0: Victories included the first two Muslim
1: women elected to Congress. The first two Native American women elected to Congress.
0: The first openly gay governor, the first openly bisexual senator
1: and the most women and people of colour ever to serve in the house.
0: Best of all, though... Wisconsin's Republican Governor Scott Walker lost by 1.2% to Tony Evers and was prevented from asking for a recount by a law that he signed in 2016 restricting the criteria for recounts. Mm-hmm. Also, we can confirm that Dennis Hoff, the brothel owner who died last month and who we mentioned in episode 11, defeated Democratic ele- educator Lysia Romanoff on Tuesday in the race for Nevada's 36th Assembly District. County officials will appoint a Republican to take his place in the seat. As NBC News' website pointed out, the 36th is a sprawling assembly district that touches both California and Utah and includes the Nevada national security site where nuclear weapons were once tested. Far be it from me to go all post hoc fallacy, but that... Probably explains
1: it. Some races are still undecided, with recounts, postal ballots and provisional ballots still being counted in some very close elections. And Republicans are suing to get vote counting stopped in Utah and Florida, and claiming in many places that continuing to count votes amounts to election <laughs> fraud. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Trump called the Florida to go with the election night tally, ignoring all postal votes, including those of US servicemen overseas. But other than that, I'm sure he hasn't disrespected veterans at all this week.
0: Uh well, you say that, but there was this one thing where he went to France for the hundredth anniversary of the end of World War One and cancelled a trip to a military cemetery because it was raining, and then a couple of days later, he cancelled a trip to Arlington National Cemetery on Veterans' Day because
1: it was raining again.
0: Look, never mind bullets in Dieppe, Monsieur Macron. Do you know how expensive Donny's hair is?
1: While in France, Trump did get a chance to see his old friend Vladimir Putin, but then Macron had the seating arrangement changed so that Trump and Putin weren't sitting together at dinner. Now, my wife is a teacher and she does tell me that sometimes you have to separate naughty children to stop them colluding.
0: Yeah, no collusion, no collusion. Even Fox News are in support of CNN suing Trump over the White House suspending journalist Jim Acosta's press access. Acosta asked Trump a pertinent question, but an intern tried to take the microphone from him when he followed up by kind of asking that the president actually answer the question rather than bluster some baloney. Sarah Huckabee Sanders later claimed Acosta put his hands on the intern, and to prove it, the White House put out a doctored version of a clip from the news coverage, readily detectable as doctored because it had already gone out live. Their clip accentuated the immense karate chop that Acosta clearly inflicted on the intern. Bruce Lee is suing from beyond the grave for the use of an overblown yelping sound effect from Enter the Dragon. But there's no truth in the rumor that Trump is suing Sanders for breach of the copyright that he holds for putting hands on women.
1: Mitch McConnell, a man who was clearly in a teleporter accident involving a turtle and a giant bag of hypocrisy, wrote an op ed for Fox News asking Will Dems work with us or simply put partisan politics ahead of the country? Twitter users promptly trampled each other to death in the rush to be the first to yell "Merrick Garland."
0: <laughs> in unexpectedly, <clears throat> re- regretfully, and voluntarily stepping down from the post of Attorney General, Jeff Sessions wrote, "Dear Mr. President, at your request, I am submitting my resignation." Well there's really no need to ask why Trump cough fired cough him perhaps sessions himself it up as he continued in his letter most importantly in my time as attorney general we have restored and upheld the rule of law sorry jeff with an appalling attitude like that you just gotta go
1: before we wrap up tonight there's just time to reveal the winner of the competition that's been running in our facebook group the winner of various ebooks audio prizes and this here shout out is the brilliantly named richard thunder hopkins
0: Congratulations, Richard, not least on your name. And the most important of all, the many fabulous prizes Richard won was the chance to choose which logical fallacy we talk about next time. So thanks to Richard, in two weeks' time, we'll be breaking down the hasty generalisation fallacy, which, of course, is clearly the choice every fallacious Trump listener would have made.
1: Yeah, excellent choice. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this episode. If you hear Trump saying something stupid and wonder if it's a fallacy, find us on Twitter at FallaciousTrump or email us on pod at fallaciousTrump.com. Yes, that's a new email address and the new website will be coming soon.
0: If you think we've used the fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash
1: ftrump. And you can connect with us and other listeners in the aforementioned Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash trump, where we'll post some links to stuff we've talked about.
0: All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Falacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye!